0: You want some claps, is it? Yes, please. Is that what you want? You want some claps? I'll give you some claps.
1: Stunning. (laughs) Before we do anything, I'm going to have to apologise in advance to listeners. Uh, The sound quality on my end may not be so good because uh, I ran out of batteries on my new sound recording equipment, and I have to go back to the old one. Um, so there's probably going to be a lot of room noise in this one, and I'm really sorry.
0: I'll forgive you this once.
1: I, I don't know if the listeners will, though. <laughs> um, The other thing I want to bring up, uh, on, a, on a really down note, but I think it is important uh, before we start, is that uh, on the Artifexian Patreon, uh, as in the Patreon for the main channel, uh, one of the patrons, uh, messaged me and was like, Hey, I, I can't support you anymore. Um, I'm having real bad health issues. And by the sounds of it, it was kind of like, you know, I'm not just like, you know, I, the cold, like serious health issues. And so I don't want to name this person, um, cause that would be unfair, but I just want to give, you know, this person knows who they are. So I just want to give a shout out to that person, like get well soon. I hope everything's cool and you really don't need to message me uh, apologizing to me for not being able to support a thing when you're uh, in that place. Like, no, no need to be doing that. Just focus on yourself, get well soon and yeah, I hope I hope everything works out.
0: Yeah, b- best of
1: luck. Yeah. Um. Uh, so on, uh, shall we start the show? Shall we do some uh, follow-up then?
0: Let's do some
1: follow-up. Okay, listeners, be prepared for a lot of Edgar talking here uh <laughs> point number one uh follow up on the usage of weed in islam uh in the last show i asked uh muslim listeners uh to write in and uh, tell us what the crack is with that because i was very interested based on my experiences in morocco uh, we got loads of feedback on this but i want to read out in its entirety uh, an email from a dirgeful zero which is another great username um and dirgeful writes, "Hello." Muslim listener here, weed is indeed forbidden in Islam, it's a form of khamr. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, or which loosely translates to shrouding of the mind. This is directly found in the Quran, 590 for example, which all Muslims, no matter the schism, follow. I giggled when you asked if there was a loophole, I guess so, some people claim weed makes them perform better and as such cannot be considered khamr for them. I have Muslim friends who say this. Although my interpretation is that it's clearly forbidden. No loopholes. They go on to talk about how culture and society change that. Like in Turkey, you can buy beer, uh, but you can't smoke weed and things like that. Uh, So I I, I found the whole idea of like the shrouding of the mind and how people interpret that as in like, my mind is not shrouded with this weed. What are you talking about? Of course, it's okay for me. I thought that was great. And it's just the ingenuity of humans to get around
0: rules. It's brilliant. (laughs) Yes. That sounds like stoners, all right. <laughs> yup.
1: Um, uh, and that in a similar vein, uh, a follow-up for the African-American thing from last uh, from last show. I asked listeners uh, to define African-American, again, based on my travel to Morocco and kind of having to confront that uh, nomenclature. Uh, and again, we got loads of responses from people. I want to read out one from you slash Mayor of Artifexian coat of arms fame. Um <sighs> And a a is South African, so just as a heads up. Khmer writes, The conclusion from all of this, perhaps, that African isn't really a monolithic identity for us. So contemporary African descendants abroad have a more specific identity to hyphenate onto American. Whereas the slaves taken from the New World were stripped of that, kind of like the captain's theory. And the reason we equate African American and black, it's just that it happened to be black Africans that were taken over. And not a diverse set of Africans from all over the continent with different complexions. So I think that like really uh, well summarizes kind of what I was after in the last show. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you to everyone uh, for writing in and helping me out with this. And also, I think it's really class that uh, I have found myself and we have found ourselves in a a position in life where we have people from all over the world of many different religions uh, writing into us. I think that's really cool. Just really, really cool. It's pretty cool. sweet. It's really brilliant. And I love how that if ever I have a question about anyone's like culture or religion or something, I can kind of like message people now and kind of get information directly from the horse's mouth, which is which is a really special uh, uh, position to be in. And I'm very, very grateful for that. It's brilliant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, on the subject of ethnicity, uh, you slash Zen 10 uh, wrote in and was like, Would you think of Putin as being European? Uh, And I got thinking about this, and I was like, I guess? But it's not... I'm not entirely clear, so I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Would you
0: class Putin as a European? I guess, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... I, I, I haven't thought about it, but... Russia is a European country.
1: Are all Russians Europeans?
0: Not all Russians, no. Okay. So, is there... But, like, the... Okay, the... Russian ethnic group, I would say, would be like European. Yeah, I mean, the Ru- Russia, the the nation, encompasses a, a huge range of ethnicities. Not all of whom are European, but yeah, white Russians from Western Russia, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And Putin as well. It's just weird to think of like I know that Russia is a European country, but it's weird. I don't know. It's weird to think that like Moscow is in the same club as Dublin. Sometimes it's just like I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit not a bit of a non sequitur. But um, but yeah, I just thought that was a kind of an interesting question and one that kind of gave me pause. I was like, "Huh? Is he? I guess so. He probably he means white. He doesn't look Siberian. Like he must be European." Um, yeah, thought it was interesting. I mean, th- there's there's a lot of
0: historical kind of context to that as well of, of whether Russia is a European country. I mean, for a long time, it wasn't really considered European.
1: I mean. Th- th- Again, I get that it's European, but, like, it doesn't really... Do, does it play with the rest of the European countries? Like, it, it isn't involved in any... It's in the
0: Eurovision. It's in the Eurovision. Oh, my God. It is.
1: That's our... <laughs> yeah, but so Australia, man. I mean, we can't... We, Kazakhstan, we can't be using... Uh, We can't be using this as, as uh, our, our our benchmark. Um.
0: Okay, but it literally does play with the rest of the European countries.
1: <laughs> yeah, but is, is it involved in, like... Economic zones, and things like that, or uh, trade agreements and things like that. Is it, is it lumped in with the rest I would of guess countries? not. Yeah.
0: For all those historical reasons.
1: And 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 Russia is like really openly hostile against Europe, isn't it? I mean, like the whole taking of Crimea. Like Ukraine is a European country, and it just decides to violate uh, her borders. So well, I don't.
0: I don't know how you can like just. Declared at least that Ukraine is European and Russia isn't.
1: Because it's in the club of European countries, man. It doesn't fall under one of the various
0: zones in Europe. What one what, what does it fall under that Russia doesn't fall under?
1: Uh, hold on. Uh, I thought that Russia just didn't fall under any of them. Uh, European...
0: Okay, but what, what are these organizations, you mean?
1: Uh, I'm Googling the, the things. Uh, so, yeah, like the European Economic Area is one uh in which the ukraine is not oh interesting okay hold on oh my god i'm rethinking everything about europe the ukraine is obviously in the european union yeah I don't think so what
0: no I think it is
1: get out oh no. it's not in the european union so when would it have gotten in the European Union? I don't know. Some sometime prior to now. Holy sh! What the hell is Europe then?
0: But like Norway isn't in the European Union. Yeah,
1: yeah. But Norway Norway is a, an EFTA member, uh, which is some other thing w- with Europe. Um, and similarly, I think that's Croatia is a yeah is a European member state, but it's applying for EEA agreement. Uh, and then Switzerland is also like Not really in the European Union Oh no it is in the European Union But it also has a different relationship Switzerland? Yeah Switzerland's not in the EU Oh sorry It's an EFTA member state state And signatory of the EEA agreement That has not been ratified Sorry yeah It's not in the EU But it's a member of one of the other groups But not another one um, So I thought uh, Ukraine was involved In one of those various complex relations With the uh, EU But it's not It's not at all That's crazy man Literally did not know that. Today I learned. Hold on, hold on. one second. Okay. <laughs> Edgar learns uh, about Europe.
0: It's in UEFA though. <laughs> both both Russia and Ukraine are in UEFA.
1: I uh, I don't. I'm not entirely comfortable you making the definition of Europe, uh, being the football association.
0: <laughs> but it's a European organization. Uh, I. Yes,
1: guess, but I I feel more comfortable saying that, you know, Russia is in Europe if it fell under the EU, the EFTA or the EA, as opposed to UEFA. <laughs> but you're not, you're not wrong, but it's just like, I don't know. Um, so behind, but like, aside from the football thing, uh, it seems to me, if I were to just, if I was an alien who landed on Earth and read up about uh, the various European um, zones, Russia falls into none of them. Ergo, Russia is not European. What, why? Well, do, what, what is it then? I, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Um, d- could it could it not just be Russia? <laughs> like could it not just be its own
0: thing? I suppose, but just because it borders Europe doesn't mean it has to be in Europe, surely. But I mean, like his, historically, it's it's. I mean, if we if we go back to like like hundreds of years ago, it was very much in the the old world Christian kind of world view of things you know it, it's it's okay yeah no it's it's a it's an Orthodox country not not Catholic or Protestant like a lot of of Europe is um but it's it was Christian it was a colonizing nation it was um you know it was it was warring on equal terms with uh like Sweden and Poland and Germany and stuff. Um and it was it was I would suspect it was less other than like um in North African states. Yeah. Or then the Ottoman Empire. I was just about or, to say Turkey, yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's this yeah, historic precedent for it being considered European, I think is, is the summary of that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I would say is it's definitely European. Look at the head of it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I can't argue with that logic, man. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next point, yeah? Sure. So, uh, Mega Kissen, U slash Mega Kissen writes in. And uh, they want to know uh, about how to do future Earth scenarios. Specifically, in their words, what's your advice for creating socially plausible future settings? How do you think this setting could come about from today's world? And would you be interested in creating a future Earth slash solar system setting? Thanks very much for the good podcast. Hashtag Team Licorice. Now, just to be have a little bit of uh, poke, poke fun at uh, Mega Kissing here, all meant in good humor. I love how it's like, uh, thanks very much for the good podcast. Not great podcast, just good. And then hashtag Team Licorice. So Mega Kissing, give it. And Mega Kissing, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, future art, right? Uh, I have an opinion of this, but I'd like to pass on to you uh, any ideas for future art settings
0: um hmm also thought the top of my head i would say base base your changes in some something fairly specific so base it in a a social theory or base it in an economic idea and then work out how that would apply or like apply that and work out how it would change things. Um, yeah, I guess I I guess that's it. Just kind of do do a bit of work first. Choose choose an idea, uh, or multiple ideas, and explore how they interact. But just you know, don't I I would say, unless you're going to go for something like extremely far future, don't just make something up whole cloth. Build on what exists, but you know, use a framework to build on it
1: my uh my point was uh, is almost identical i think you're dead right like don't make up stuff you're going to have to like um build on what we have uh yeah. i think if your if your scenario was one that could plausibly happen you will definitely find historic uh records of it nearly happening so uh for example mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are like uh, i'd love to make like a world war 3 type scenario uh, mm-hmm. where the Earth had a third world war. And what would that look like? Uh, If that's something you're interested in, I would definitely go back and look at all the ways in which World War Three could have happened and maybe mm. use that as inspiration and then run with it. Um, yeah. Be, because, like, during the, the missile crisis, the Cuban Missile Crisis, like, literally World War Three could have happened. Like... Yeah, it it literally could and find out the reasons why it didn't happen and then subvert them and I think you can do that with just about everything like if you were like uh, what happens if there was a I don't know if if the United States never happened you know you can I guarantee you can go back read up the history books and find all the ways in which the United States just like nearly did not happen and then work from there so essentially Mm -hmm. TLDR read up an awful lot of history in order to create plausible futures i think
0: that makes sense cool
1: all right uh that was a good question thank you Mega um,
0: um oh, sorry I was, I was gonna add something to that uh oh yeah it's it's not actually all that relevant but i remember when i was a teenager i, I got this anthology of of science fiction from the library Ooh. and it had it had some great stuff and it had some some ray bradbury it had some cyberpunk it had it had some like a uh, they had some Terry Pratchett. It had like kind of a sort of a humorous science fiction short, kind of cyber funky story by Terry Pratchett. Is, but one is, of the is, is hold one. on
1: Ray Bradbury is he Martian Chronicles or the oh is he the Fahrenheit four one one guy?
0: Four five one. Um, I can't remember who wrote Fahrenheit. I uh, hold on, ratio you. Uh, you're definitely wrong. Uh, yes, it is Ray Bradbury, but I think he's I think he's the Martian Chronicles as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. The Martian Chronicles, man. Some of the stories in that yeah. are, are are legitimately terrifying. Class. Legitimately, like I found it like Good. extremely hard to listen to the audiobook of it. Um. Uh, yeah, which is not something that usually happens to me listening to the audio, ca- causing uh, fear. Not really a thing, but it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was great. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, continue An anthology of science fiction. It had Pratchett and Bradbury in it.
0: And I can't remember whose story it was, but there was one story which was set fairly far in the future and, like, you know, kind of late 21st century. And um, things were, were very, very different at that stage. And, like, the European and, like, American world was no longer the, the dominant cultural force. And the the world had recently recovered from World War V, which had been fought between Indonesia and Brazil. Wow. <laughs> I just was, like, was this was this what gr- what a great choice? Like, <laughs> uh,
1: was was this a good? Uh, wait, no, it's an anthology, so it's just kind of a listing of all these things. It didn't actually go through the stories, did it? No, it did. It was, oh, it okay. was like
0: a, an anthology of stories. It was what, a collection of stories. Was
1: it a good story? Did it make sense, or was it just like uh, satirical nonsense?
0: As I remember, it was quite good. I think it was it was it was one of the quite funny ones, but it was quite good as well. I think um Perf, wolf, oh and what what you said about the about you know look at history um apparently that's something that margaret atwood has said about handmaid's tale is that everything that happens in handmaid's tale has pretty much happened at some point somewhere in history
1: oh very good yeah, yeah that gives yeah. A, that gives a good sense of realism to your future yeah yeah totally yeah um yeah definitely man man handmaid's tale it's just so good
0: so, I need i need to watch it yeah, i need it's to watch it
1: so very good but you, you've read the book like so yeah you, you've got you've got what's uh, what's happening oh no you don't because the second season differs from the book completely so um,
0: it's the second season is new stuff yeah i think the book follows the the the, the first season follows the book roughly
1: yeah you you should watch it. it it is amazing uh i sorry i have more points to make on this that i forgot to make a, a second ago um grand i plugged this before but a great place uh to find these sort of like uh, places where history could have been different is Dan Carlin's hardcore history because he's constantly saying things like, imagine if Kennedy didn't do this, then we would have had World War III. Like he literally gives you the divergent points and highlights mm. them. So again, if you're interested, I would uh, strongly urge you checking out that podcast. Uh, the other thing on World War Three, just popping into my head, uh, question, Bill. Do you yeah. think there is going to be a World War Three? Because I... I was of the opinion. I had one opinion and recently I've had my mind change and I'm fairly staunchly of the other opinion.
0: Um, I don't know. And To, uh, to be clear hmm. though, World War Three
1: means, it doesn't mean like, will there be future wars? It means like, will there be one like catechismic all out total war? Yeah. Like there will always, like, be, like, there will always be war, but will there be one huge and probably nuclear war?
0: Do you mean, like, necessarily uh, an apocalyptic one? I mean, would you class World War II as being apocalyptic? No.
1: Okay. Uh, not necessarily apocalyptic, but of or larger than World War II. Like, because we have to differentiate here, because otherwise, if, if you go, well, is there a World War Three? You could easily be like, uh, the war in Afghanistan was a huge war, and it was bloody, and it lasted for long, and that happened after World War II. But do you, right. do you get, there's a difference between a World War Three and just like a, a local proxy war, for example, where the powers might be involved, but it's not a direct all out world war. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So in, with that, uh, definition, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, probably eventually like,
1: uh, I think, I think no, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, I've become pretty resolute in that, in that no, um, yeah. I think that uh, people genuinely realize we have too much power to just destroy everything, um, that it becomes functionally useless to use that power. And also, I think there are cheaper, less devastating or more devastating, less kind of overtly horrific ways of, of waging war in the modern world. So I think you're more likely to get like cyber war in the future than you are to get someone dropping a huge bomb. Um, Mm. So I don't think we will have a... I really don't think we're going to have a nuclear war in the future. I think we will destroy a country. We will destroy a a country's digital infrastructure before we drop a bomb on it.
0: Yeah, before, but... Right, but if, the, but if the country's... Not exclusively.
1: Right, but if the country's infrastructure is totally destroyed, like, let's say its a common economy is crippled, it's completely brought to its knees, why drop a bomb? Other than you have, say, one rogue dictator, maybe, who's just all like, nah, screw it, I'm, I'm a sociopath, I'm a psychopath, I'm just going to drop the thing. Uh, but it makes no sense to drop it, I don't think.
0: Um, drop it on someone else if they have interfered with your infrastructure.
1: Yeah, I would say that you would infra, infra, infer, uh, interfere back... Uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's become too devastating to use nuclear, not proper nukes, like not tactical nuclear weapons. Cause I, the, the impression I get is that they are much smaller uh, and not as devastating, but I just think, yeah, the, the, it's become so advanced that everyone's kind of like, we really can't drop these things and we really can't conduct war like the end of the world war, or end of world war two. It just, it's bad for everyone. And I think everyone acknowledges that. Um, so that is my opinion. I used to be. I used to be on. World War Three will definitely happen. The end is coming. Uh, we're going to drop all the nukes. And now I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think viruses are a much more effective way of uh, conducting war.
0: Computer ones. Computer ones,
1: or or, I mean, yeah, no, computer ones. Because again, you if you if you launch a a a digital attack you can just be all like, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Where's your proof? There is no proof. Whereas if you like send planes with like biological weapons, uh, like a real virus, people are going to be like, it's your planes dropping the thing. Like there's a more of a, a um, a solid link between you and the hideous acts. Whereas digitally, that link is somewhat obscured, I think. Mm. Uh, pa- we'll pass on to listeners, see what the listeners think. Uh, are you with Bill? Or are you with me? Uh, uh Yeah we've <laughs> we got we to move on yeah let's let's do it uh final thing of follow-up uh I was uh you/ kuer uh second appearance on the show so it's it's all coming up mare today um noticed that in the last episode uh we were on romance uh in the last in the last show and I had mentioned something like is there interplanetary travel going on uh, and you gave a real fudgy answer, and then you slash Kumar was like, well, "Hang on, now you mentioned Beni traders on romance, and we know the Beni from Fasat. Is that it?"
0: Uh, they're they're on Handwavia.
1: They're on Handwavia. Uh, so there is planetary, interplanetary things going on here. So uh, are you able to elaborate more of this? How is the interplanetary thing going on? How's the interplanetary travel happening? Uh, have you worked it out? That sort of jazz. Elaborate. Nope. No, but Phil, it's hand wavier. You should be able to elaborate.
0: Um, I haven't worked out all of the details, and um, okay. Well, I will I throw you a little bone. Yeah, yeah, please do. Okay. Um, I didn't exactly tell you a lie earlier, but I did sort of avoid the question.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: when you said are the Beni on Fasaf, uh, they actually are in Fasaf as well, and I've I said that before. Uh, remember when we did the anthropology or like the creation myth of Fasath?
1: No. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to read if I can. F- where's it gone? Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Fasath, the origin myth. Here we go. Um, so the god Vasa came to the planet thousands of years ago when the stars were still young. And it's all about the different great migrations. Mm-hmm. Um, then I say near the end of it. Um, the nomadic Bin too roam the wastes, traders and wanderers who, alone of all the humanity in Fasath, are not of Vasa and have no homeland here.
1: Oh, yes, I do remember this.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I remember you asking me about that. And I'd already mentioned the Bin in Handwavia before that, and I was waiting to see would anyone pick up on it. Um, and then I revisited it in Handwavia, and no one picked up on it until last month when I when I put them in romance as well.
1: Oh, so are the Bene yeah. the only people in this system that are capable of interplanetary travel?
0: I don't know yet.
1: You don't know yet? Okay. Do are, <laughs> uh, do the Bene uh Is does interplanetary travel happen in Handwavia via uh spaceships or via things like portals?
0: Um I'm leaning more towards for the beneath, I'm leaning more towards portals.
1: Okay. That, that's kind of fitting, man. I was I was half thinking when this uh, space... Uh, when this um, interplanetary travel uh, was brought up, I was kind of like, spaceships would ruin this because it'd be really weird to have, like, spaceships and then the sky pirates. Like, that would be a weird sort of mm. aesthetic. But, the, yeah, the portals were... And war way. elephants. And war elephants, exactly. Uh, although you could do a firefly-type thing where you have, like, spaceships and horses, which worked really well. Um but I but overall I think portals is is the way to go. Okay. So we don't know yet if other people can conduct inter interplanetary travel. Uh portals over spaceships but How do you mean people? Uh sorry, humanity? Uh, what's the word you use? Uh non non godlike creatures? Are the Beni not people?
0: Oh Jesus. No no, no 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 the Bene are definitely people. The Bini are definitely people.
1: Okay, okay. Um cool uh hoping to see them crop up in the future oh they will oh they will are they gonna crop up today because i didn't read your prose before we started Control Uh,
0: f bini will we find out
1: uh well i can tell you right now there is no well way to ruin a segue it's like no we're doing fly corner next there's no segue what are you talking about oh yeah of course okay (laughs) shall we do some fly corner
0: well, it was an opportunity. It was there to improvise, but no. Okay, yeah, let's 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 do flag corner. <laughs> oh, excellent.
1: Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Oh my God. So much Edgar talking. I'm really really sorry about this. We have two flags to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Uh. They come via you slash mega kissing. Also, second mention on the show, tied with Cool Mirror for shoutouts. Um. And you slash Vulcan Trekkie you slash Megakissen sent us uh, Dejong uh, from South Korea, and Vulcan Trekkie, uh forty five sent us ta- sent us Taunton from Massachusetts uh, in America. So let's start. If it's okay with you, Bill, let's start with uh, with Dejong in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So open up the link there. Uh, Cause seeing as I've been talking forever, uh, do you want to take? Do you want to take the description of what's going on here?
0: Um, so this is a white flag, um, three by five, maybe. Yeah, about that three by five. Yeah. Three by five, and um, written in a, sort of a child's approximation of Comic Sans, and <laughs> um, in so- large letters it says "It's" and then below it, "Tajan." Um, yeah. In in black. Um now we're not done yet. Oh, no no, because this is already pretty bad, but it it gets better. Um the apostrophe in it's is in red mm. and the inside the d in tajon is colored in also red. Mm-hmm. Um the a is colored in orange. The tittle over the j is large and green. Wait, it's called a tittle? Yeah. So
1: the dots over letters are called tittles.
0: The dot over an I or a J.
1: Wow! Yeah. Today I learned. Jeez, I found out what the European Union is, and I learned that what the word tittle. This has been a great day all round, Bill.
0: Um, <laughs> the inside the E, the second E is blue, and inside the O is orange again. So mm-hmm. it's it it looks kind of like the title card from a children's cartoon from the 90s it does a bit doesn't it um do you know i think the most egregious thing is about it um the fact that it's text
1: well yeah i mean yeah but let's let's assume that you had to do text in this like let's say it's part of the brief like there must be text right Uh, and it's got to say it's Dejong. like of those words dejan's the important one is it not and then surely you would then make dejong really big on your flag so you can like see it but what they've done is they've made it huge and dejong as like a subtitle so the flag reads it's dejong which is ridiculous like well like it's so silly it's completely opposite what it should be
0: yeah and like why is it in latin script and not in hangul Like, why is it not like written in korean Oh, oh my God. Oh! I, I Now I really want to go into Photoshop
1: uh, and write it in Hangul and see what it looks like. Really oh, cool. do,
0: do. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do it now. It'll take like,
1: 20 minutes. But like, I think it might, you might actually end up with a really cool flag if you just had it's Dejan written in Hangul or even just Dejan. I think it would be, yeah, it would look really cool. I think. Um, anyway, this is utterly atrocious. And the thing that makes it really bad is that if you look at the seal right next to it on the Wikipedia page, the seal is actually kind of cool. Like it's reminiscent of um, the, the uh, Japanese prefecture flags. They could have just yeah. put that seal on the white flag and boom, great flag.
0: Yeah, I, I when I opened up Wikipedia, I thought that that was the, the flag at first. Like my eye got drawn to the seal. Yeah. I was like, why is, why is this in shit like corner? This is fine. Hmm. And then you go to the one left of it and you're like, oh, now we know why it's in shit flag corner. The seal, hmm. for
1: anyone who can't open up uh, the links in the show notes, uh, the seal is um, five circles, each touching each other uh, to form a kind of shamrocky looking thing. Um, and then in the, from the middle of the shamrocky looking thing, there are rays of white coming out. So they so they kind of like uh, bisect each of the circles. Um, is the, the best script that I can give. And it's really cool. It's really slick. It's really modern. Uh, and it would make a great flag. Absolutely marvelous flag. But nope, they decided to do it's Dejong. <laughs>
0: Um
1: So yeah, Should we move on to uh, Taunton, Massachusetts.
0: Let's, you, you can describe this one.
1: Okay, now this is, I'm, act- I'm actually going to need your help here because I actually don't know what the flag in the canton is. Um, but before that, uh, the flag... Ah,
0: Edgar, I'm disappointed.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's some sort of like, it's something yeah, we'll, we'll, from... we'll, we'll go through it, we'll go through it. Okay, let's go through it, right, okay. So uh, we have a flag. It is uh, maybe three to five again, possibly. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it is red with a canton... Uh, in the top left, that has a flag in it. The flag looks, I'm so sorry, Bill. You're going to hate me for this. It looks like the United Kingdom flag, except minus the red X, uh, if that makes sense. And then below yeah. that, uh, the words liberty and union are written. And they're all in um, cap- caps lock. So the flag is shouting at you and you have liberty is large and is small. Uh, and union. So to be clear, that means like as in smaller text size, all caps log, big text, Liberty, small text, and big text union. Um, and from a distance, at least on a computer screen, it seems like the kerning, is the correct word? The, the spacing of the letters, uh, yeah. see, seems larger on Liberty than it does for everything else, which just makes it look a little bit wonky. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that might, <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> I think that might be a computer thing, because when you open it up, and you go to a big size, it seems okay. So it could just be a, a Wikipedia rendering thing. Another good reason why you shouldn't have texted your flag. Maybe it won't render very well. Um, so before I... Uh, so it's not good, obviously. It's not great at all. Uh, but before I go on to what I think is the amazing thing, uh, and that's its seal, I want to I want to have you explain to me what the top left flag is. What is the canton?
0: Right. So you you you're most of the way there. What did you say it looks like? Uh, the
1: UK flag minus the red X. So okay. we ha- so we have, what we have makes- Yeah. So we have the salt the Sc- Oh, I know. We have the Scottish Saltaire, which is the blue yeah. and white, uh, the blue with the white X. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the we white saltair. Ha- yeah.
1: And then we have the England flag is the red cross and the white background.
0: Saint George's cross. Yeah.
1: Okay, so all we're missing then is Northern Ireland. So the flag of Northern
0: Ireland must be the red X. But not no Ireland. The flag of Ireland is the red X. Okay, so the red the red salt air is St. Patrick's Salt Air, and that's that's used in the the Union Jack to represent Ireland. Because they didn't change the, the flag in in the twenties. The flag has been the same since 1800. They didn't change it when the the, the Free State was founded. Why didn't
1: they change it?
0: Because they still had a part of the island, so they still like they can justify it by saying we have a bit of Ireland, man. So we still I, have Saint Patrick's Saltair. Do you
1: do you think that uh, would you would you estimate that maybe a quarter of Ireland is the North, like Northern Ireland takes up maybe a quarter of the entire island? I'd say less. Okay, significantly less.
0: Mm, maybe a fifth.
1: Okay. All right. Well. T- mm, t- okay, let's, let's call that a rounding error. Let's call it a quarter, right? <laughs> How, why don't they just drop three of the prongs of the quarter? <laughs> and- <laughs> leave, leave the one in the top
0: right of, of the flag. The top left. Come on, Bill, because then it looks like a canton within the flag. You know what I'm saying? No, be- no. leave it in the top right because oh. that looks like it's the... N- l- l- let me finish, man. It looks like it's in the northeast, which is where, where the northern ireland is on the island of ireland no no
1: bill i'm sorry i got you're nearly there but i have to disagree surely from an english person's perspective you'd want to have it in the top left because for like say from london for example northern ireland lies northwest and and it works as a canton so it looks like a flag within a flag
0: i don't know about that now man
1: I think it's pretty solid reasoning, to be fair. Um, but anyway, so so that means... Okay, so hold on now. So that means that that flag is the flag of... Basically, the flag of just just England and Scotland then, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so is there a name on the flag of just England and
0: Scotland? It's the flag of the United Kingdom.
1: Oh, Jesus. See, I always, I need to watch the CGP Grey video again. So the United Kingdom does not include
0: Wales. But it does include Wales. It does include Wales, but Wales do- isn't represented on the flag. <laughs> just ever.
1: Sucks. It just sucks to me. Be because Wales. <laughs> Because
0: it didn't have a, a legal existence until relatively recently. Wales was part of the Kingdom of England for so long. It didn't have any like independent legal existence.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, so the Welsh flag is... What is it? It's white on top, green on bottom, and a red dragon? Yeah. Okay. We need to... F- okay, so the top left-hand corner has a single red diagonal to represent Northern Ireland. Uh, I think then, um, where would you put the dragon? <laughs> where, where would the dragon go in a, in a genuine sort of united or Great Britain uh, flag? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, so if this flag of Tom. Uh, so it has the flag of the United Kingdom, yeah? You're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, why would Taunton, Massachusetts, have a flag of just the United Kingdom?
0: Well, see, it's it's okay. It's the United Kingdom flag between seventeen oh seven and eighteen hundred.
1: Which is when? Is this when
0: Massachusetts
1: happened? I don't know the dates.
0: Uh, possibly. Okay. I, I I mean I don't know why they have that, but that's what that flag is. It's it's the it's the UK flag between. The Act of Union with Scotland, which, which created the United Kingdom, and the Act of Union with Ireland, which incorporated, like, Ireland and made it the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland.
1: Hmm. Okay. I might I, I want to read up on this town to find out why they have specifically that flag. I'm, it's got to be that that was the flag in use at the time when this flag was originally made. But then, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably it. Anyhow, anyhow. Uh, the flag is terrible, but uh, it's the polar opposite of uh, the uh, the South Korean flag, the Dajon flag, in that its seal, which is to the right there, Bill, on the Wikipedia page, is a nightmare. And I need to bring this up, <laughs> I need to bring this up for, for the only reason that it's uh, on the seal around, oh dear, it's a circular seal, right? And we, we don't even need to get into all the 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 terribleness that's in the middle. I love that of surrounding the circular, uh, S- sphere you have um surrounding the circular uh seal you have taunton and then you have mm-hmm. a town sixteen thirty nine period a city eighteen sixty four I absolutely adore that it is just so irrelevant and I get it's no, a- I genuinely like that. No I think it's terrible man. <laughs> it's like first butchers incorporated in nineteen twenty four.
0: It's just like no just shut up like
1: you don't need all this nonsense
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: I laughed so hard when I saw that this morning I was like oh my god that's great and I didn't even pay any attention to like what is that the the house with the the house that looks like it has a witch's hat with the fire coming out of it and the the weird mountains that look also like they're like the ghostly plumes coming out of it didn't even get into all that no
0: dude that's not mountains
1: Uh, what are they there's
0: some racist stuff going on here
1: oh yeah oh god yeah oh I'm glad I didn't look at it then and I was just my eyes were just drawn to a town 1639
0: yeah. there's some there's some like horrible white saviour stuff going on in the centre in the shield in the centre of the crest in
1: light of that man or I think the
0: centre of the seal
1: in light of that man yeah. I think the flag is absolutely glorious and uh, Taunton Massachusetts <laughs> should never ever consider changing their flag because someone might be like hey let's go and put a seal on this <laughs> All right, same as usual, man. You give us a bit of a rundown, and then we'll get into your twenty minutes worth of reading.
0: It's I, okay. Look, I, I actually cut a hundred words out of it just before recording. So Jesus, yeah, they're getting.
1: I have no problem with the length, um, and I'm sure we'd hear from Artifexia if uh, if there if it was a problem. Um, so yeah, go for it, man.
0: <clears throat> okay, so the um, the rundown is we are in romance again. Weird and romance this is again. excellent and this is a another letter um from one character to a different character and, f- and you'll you'll figure it out what's going on as I read it uh and
1: for those who maybe didn't catch the last show romance uh is a planet uh in the hand wave system of planets um and it's in your planetary romance sort of setting and it, what we know of it is that there is a uh, it has flying sky ships, like like sky galleons,
0: yeah. Not galleons,
1: or whatever the, the man of wars, whatever the hell those ships are called. Like not like as it, not flying ships, but flying
0: like sea vessels. Yeah, they're not like sea vessels.
1: I thought we established they were like sea. Vessels. What were you talking about?
0: No, we didn't.
1: What? They're they're. Oh, oh! You said something like they are more. Cause I I was like, are they like uh, planes or ships? And you were like, they're more like ships. Are they like are they like blimps?
0: I guess they would be closer to that than to than to sailing vessels. Yeah, but like, they they are they are, they are aircraft.
1: Oh, geez, I had in my head that they were actual literally. When I say sky pirates, I mean like pirates in the sky on flying galleons. Um, no. I, man, I, t- I totally got the wrong end of the stick then over the past like, two months. Okay, I'm really sorry. Uh, that summary didn't help anyone at all, so... Uh, <laughs> do, you just, do you just want to crack into your reading?
0: My dear, I write to you with grave, grave news. I was not given the gift of diplomacy that you possess nor the wiles to shield you from the truth, nor yet the wisdom to see in this calamity the traces of a later triumph for us. And so I will tell you plain, for I know no other way. The Sanan was taken as a prize, and our sacred cargo is no longer in the possession of our kin. Not two days after I left you, our vessel was intercepted by a craft belonging to the Tamar Company. We led them on for the best part of a day, nearly evading them in the dawn, but at last we were forced to strike. A complement of those mercenary scum came aboard our vessel, disdaining what they found. A mere child was left in command of the craft and of our lives. We were abandoned upon an outcropping as the child set off to return with the vessel across the belt. What they did not know is that we dumped most of our good cargo in the night along with our charts and navigational tools i doubt the child made his journey easily the relic of course was hidden deep in the fabric of the Sinan, and even had we been able to cast it overboard i doubt we should have done so for fear of its permanent loss or destruction and now the treasure of our people is in the hands of those spires scum and I fear what may befall it. Should the privateers of the companies discover it, they are as like to destroy it as sell it for display in one of their cities. Should they break apart the craft, or if that craft should be used in battle, it will likely be destroyed without them ever knowing it was there. Our greatest hope is that the Sanan enter service under the Tamar flag, and we shall be able to reclaim the vessel, and with it the treasure we have all worked so hard to protect." We spent one night upon that rock, not ranging far, for fear of the local creatures. Athia and Raylan quarrelled terribly in the morning, greatly depressing our morale. Knowing that we were not likely to see any friendly vessels in such deep country, and not daring to light a signal in the night, we resolved to march east, despite the risks, to reach the Abga, which we reckoned was two days travel. The march was difficult, both on our souls and our bodies. Raylan kept a poor pace and slowed the entire crew. The land was thick and difficult to navigate, though we were fortunate to not encounter any hostile beasts, armed as we were with nothing more than sticks and our ship knives. Our first day we made poor distance, and by the third morning the meagre rations left to us by the cursed child who had carried off our Senan had run out, as the cruel fiend surely intended. That night we spent shivering and hungering beneath a thorny bush. I didn't sleep a moment, such was the fear of discovery by a bear or a tribe of apes, and concern we would not reach the river. The following day we made poorer pace still, but in the early afternoon found a grove of fruit trees, not yet fully ripe, but certainly edible for our poor guts. Fenya stunned a small creature that entered the grove with a well-thrown rock, a most impressive throw, and stirring to our hopes. That night we risked a small fire pit, and cooked the animal, and even the tiny morsel of meat we each received restored much vigour to our muscles and our hearts. And a good omen it proved to be. Scaling a tree late the next morning, Raylan was sure he could see the course of the great river ahead of us. Buoyed by this discovery, we made great pace for the remainder of the day, and camped late that night atop a hill overlooking the banks of the great Abga, hungry once more but with the hope of salvation at last. I fished for our breakfast and was returning with my catch when I heard a commotion downriver. Afya and Fenya shouting in great excitement. I hurried to them at once to see what they had discovered. It was a cargo box, none other than one from our own vessel that had been cast overboard. It must have landed in the Abga when we ejected in our chase, and been carried along before getting caught in a tangle of trees at the river's shore. We set to work immediately, dismantling the container and constructing from it a raft to take us downriver. The panels of the box, lashed to wood we cut down from the surrounding trees, floated most stably upon the languid waters, and provided enough space for us four to travel. In this way we made our progress downriver knowing we would eventually come upon a friendly settlement or perhaps follow the river's course to Atien. Well we were wrong for a few days travelled downriver. Forgive me, I had begun to lose track of the days after so many days of hardship. We were picked up by an Earthan river vessel. A most curious sight but the captain took us aboard and despite eyeing us with great suspicion He allowed us to be fed and granted us the use of his guest cabin. It is here that I write this letter from now. And now, my dear, I must finish with yet more grave news. I won't be returning as soon as I had hoped. Promises are sacred to me, as you know, and it pains me terribly to fail you in this time. But the greater pain is to know our sacred treasure is in the possession of those spire mercenaries, and to know the failure of my duty... A failure shared, yes, but not diminished by that sharing. In Atien, I will find our people there, and thence travel to Mysvir, to Lansk, to Otvev, wherever the Sanan has been, until I can recover the relic. Have faith, my dear, for now our faith and our will may be all that remain to us. Vistan.
1: Cool. Okay. My cat freaked the shit out while you're reading that. <laughs> so, so I missed, I missed a great deal of that. Uh, apologies. Um, would you, would you be able to give me a condensed summary of things you had said? Cause I lost you in the middle there, uh, trying to see what's the last, what's the last thing you got? Uh, so we have, well, okay, we, we have a ship. Yep. Called, uh, the Sinan. Actually, no, let me rephrase it Cause that, this might actually go in the show. Um, so if I understand things correctly now, we have the ship called Sanan. Yeah. Uh it was taken as prize by a, a different company, yeah. The Tamar Company. Right. Uh, um within the Shenan is some sort of relic, some sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and this 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 chap Vistan is searching for uh what is in the ship and his, his search has led him uh down to the surface of the planet, it seems. Um and he has travelled afar and met with these what they call the Irthan River Festival, and that's where he is now and he has yet to
0: find the relic. Right. So, uh, that's that's roughly it. Yeah. Cool. Um. So he was on the the Sanan, mm-hmm. and then the Sanan was taken by privateers from the Tamar Company, and the the crew of of the Sanan were abandoned. In the wilderness, uh,
1: the mere child was left. It, it, when you say a mere child, is that like a, a derogatory term, as in like the person who yeah, took like my, a, I, a,
0: a young a young officer,
1: right? Okay, and explain to me again what the belt is because that came up last last month. But I forget.
0: So the the belt is like a mountain range.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. So they've been they've been abandoned on land, and they need to make their way. Uh, they need to find this ship.
0: Yeah. Cool. Specifically, and, specifically, the mere child is Yarte Yartlan, probationary officer second class of the Tamar Company fleet.
1: Oh, from last month? Yes. Oh, I thought the Tamar Company sounded familiar. Okay, yeah. so... Oh, Jesus, I need so many more summaries here. So, last month, uh, Yarta Larr- Yarlan was sent to... Yeah, to, to take over a ship. And he did so. Oh, yeah. And he brought, where did he bring it? He brought it to, we know. The where, Province Depot. Yes. So we know where the ship is, but, but your man Vistan does not. Yes. Very
0: so th- cool. this this is the same story as, or the same event as was recounted last month, but from the other side.
1: Cool. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, can can you tell us something about these relics? What what are they?
0: No, I can't.
1: <laughs> okay, we we shall not speak of the
0: MacGuffin. <laughs> um, yeah. So so when the sh- when the ship was taken that that, that ER, the ship that Yar ER took last um episode, um there was something hidden within the ship uh, mm-hmm. that they did not find that the, the oh, smugglers yeah. had hidden something else there, something of great importance to them. Oh. And so Vistan is writing back to whoever uh, and saying, this has been lost. This is what happened when we were, when the ship was taken. And he, he recounts the trials that they, they went through um, before they reached relative safety. And then he says, I'm going to go and find the, find the, the ship. And re- recover the relic for our people.
1: Cool, very cool. Um, can you tell tell us something about the Erthan people? I'm assuming they're the Erthan people because they have an Erthan river vessel.
0: Yeah, it's it's like um, I guess it's like a caste or an ethnicity or something. They're they're a, a group of people, um, okay. and they uh, sail. And they travel on rivers and things, and I guess they, they're a bit suspicious of those who use the the sky.
1: Oh, you know, they, interesting! They, they
0: don't they don't see eye to eye. Traveling in different media, <laughs> different. traveling in different elements.
1: Oh, what well, they took in your man? They took in Vistan.
0: Yeah, they they, they rescued the, the the captain rescued the crew of the of the Sanan from their raft aboard the the river Abga.
1: Cool very cool um, mm-hmm. and then can you tell us something about uh, the list of places that you mentioned uh, below so m- m- oh Mursphere we've heard before haven't we
0: yes uh, Mursphere is where Yarta Yachtlin is from
1: okay uh, but I don't think we've heard of Lansk and Otviev
0: Lansk and Ot Otviv.
1: that's uh, Ut- <laughs> very Russian <laughs> <Utvev>. <laughs> Um. Did, what, can you tell us anything about Lansk and and Ot, Um.
0: They're they're other cities that will be broadly from the same culture as Mirsphere. Um. And okay. the these are what uh Vistan is referring to when he when he refers to spire. They're the three cities. They're they're built with great, like very tall towers. Ah. Um,
1: oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: And and that's that's what the spire is referring to. It's kind of like a sort of colloquial maybe slightly derogatory term for for people from that culture.
1: Oh, so they they're called like spires as in those damn spires.
0: Yeah, possibly or, oh, bo- no, or no, certainly no, it no, certainly uses an
1: adjective. Oh, oh no, above you have here a uh, spire scum. So yeah, okay, that that's pretty cool actually. Um came out you know you know Dublin? I, you obviously know Dublin. The, the capital of Ireland folks, Vaguely. is du- is Dublin and it has its primary I've landmark it. is what? What?
0: I've passed through it. You've
1: passed through it a couple of times. Uh, its sort of primary landmark is, uh, at least in modern times, is a giant spire
0: mm-hmm.
1: that sits on the kind of the main street of, of the town. Uh, it'd be really fun if people from rural Ireland referred to people who live in Dublin as, as like spires or spires. <laughs> That'd be really weird. <laughs> um, what's your, I realize nothing to do with world with, with, uh, building. What's your opinion on the spire? Have you got thoughts? Not really. Okay, so again, for people who are not from Ireland, it when this was constructed, like I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, something like that?
0: Okay. Oh, more than that, about 15.
1: Do you think so? Okay, about 15. Um, it was hugely divisive. Like people were kind of lo- loads of people liked it, and loads of people were just kind of like it's it's bland modern uh, nonsense. Because it's it's essentially just a giant metal. Uh, spike that's all it is and there's yeah. a there's a light on top and like there's a little bit of design uh <clears throat> closer to the ground there's like um sort of effects in the metal but it's very very minimal it's essentially just a big giant spike um and i uh i always loved it i thought it was absolutely genius uh because you could substitute the L for Dublin with just the spike of the spire so for in terms of marketing and branding the city uh, for for tourist purposes, I was like, it is genius. Congrats, whoever came up with that. But then, yeah, like I said, loads of people were kind of like, it's a lot of crap. Like, and how dare we put this next to like, uh, statues of uh, sort of our nation's uh, uh, founding figures, so to speak. Mm. Um, so it was yeah, it was it is an interesting debate. It's kind of weird that you don't have an opinion because most people do. Most people are kind of like, I hate it. I love it. Um, so yeah.
0: I mean, it's big and it's shiny. I guess it's kind of cool. I don't really think that much about it.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, I say we probably would think about more we would think about it more if um it was uh up for uh up for 10 years so to speak. Like if it was a thing that was going to be constructed, I'm sure there'd be a big national debate on it. Um hmm. But yeah, no, that's 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 pretty cool. I like it. So do, do you intend on uh following this story more?
0: As I in, might do, yeah.
1: Are you going to hop around back next month or do you think you might just continue on this, this saga, this romance saga?
0: I haven't decided. I haven't decided. I, I, I actually started a totally unrelated thing that was, um, slightly Halloweeny. Um, because Aww,
1: that's pretty cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Well,
0: will this, will this be released by Halloween? Do you reckon?
1: Uh, after Halloween, I'm, I
0: won't get to after editing Halloween. until I come back from the
1: States. So, uh.
0: oh, right. So yeah, so it'll be like uh, a, a, a week or so into November.
1: It could be, yeah. Unless, unless, unless something... Well, well, I'm glad
0: I I didn't do the Halloween-y thing then, because then, you know, the the spooky, the spooky thing would have passed. Um, But maybe by the time you're listening to this, I'll have, I'll have written it and, and released it anyway. Maybe, Um, maybe. Who knows? Do you have any notions of doing a Christmassy thing?
1: (laughs) I haven't. Would you ever consider doing a bit of Christmassy world building for our Christmas episode? Because although we do talk about Star Wars, uh, in these in these Christmassy episodes, there is totally room to have a little bit of world building, uh, world building before we we talk Star Wars, and it will definitely come out on uh, on Christmas Day because we try and do that every year.
0: is is there even going to be Star Wars this year? It,
1: there's always a Star Wars bill. <laughs> Surely there is. is. Do we not have? What's the last Star Wars that came out? It was. Um, it oh, sub- it will be out. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be released on December nineteenth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the third one. The the finishing of the of the trilogy.
0: But I I hadn't seen any because I was assuming it will be, but I hadn't seen any pr- promotion or anything for it, or any, oh, yeah. any, I hadn't heard it mentioned, so I wasn't sure.
1: Nor have I. Yeah, that's pretty... Really... There's
0: no. Oh no, no. Wait, no. I can't. Hold on a second.
1: Oh no! Can you not? Can you not make it?
0: Oh, no, I no, I just I, I can't count.
1: You can't, you can't count?
0: <laughs> Initial release, December 19th, 2019.
1: Oh, so is there no Christmas Star Wars this year? Is there no standalone?
0: Uh, let me, let's find out. December 2018. I, I don't remember anything being Aww. announced. Every, every announced, and is there a Star Wars movie coming out December 18th? It was meant to come out in May. And solo came out earlier this year, so I don't think there is one coming out in December.
1: Oh, that means we have no Star Wars Christmas special in that in that case. But you,
0: I thought you said you were done with Star Wars in the last Christmas special.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but done as in like I care, uh, as in done as in like I expect these things to be great works of art. It's kind of like they are fun entertainment. Um, the can I put in a request? Uh, for a thing I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before could we get a map for 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 romance like for be, romance it would be nice to see where these various cities lay out and where the belt is because it's it's uh, particularly when the story comes out once a month it's hard to uh keep in mind what's going on whereas if you have a nice map yeah. to link to you can be kind of like oh I see Yarte Jarlan is there and Vistan is here and then we know what's going on
0: Possibly, yeah.
1: That I think that would really help. Um, uh, Consider it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything? Anything to add that I did not add?
0: No, I don't think so. Um, I think that's that's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's I the like whole it. Thing.
0: Looking forward to
1: uh, the ongoing story. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. All right. Uh, shall we do a bit of Edgar uh, world building?
0: Let's do a bit of. Edgar Billing.
1: Okay, so uh, as usual, uh, I made a video. That video came out last night. It was last night at the time of this recording, so that's the 28th of October, 2018. Uh, I, it was entitled Ocean Currents, uh, Terrestrial Water World and Tidely Locked Planets. And it was me giving a tutorial on how to construct ocean currents on the various types of terrestrial worlds. Um, surprisingly, or not surprisingly... Yeah, no, somewhat surprising. I have very, very little to talk about. Like, usually people are kind of like, you made a mistake here or you didn't uh, fully talk about this thing. But this has pretty much just been, it's been kind of radio silence. Like a couple of people brought up a few things, but it's the majority just kind of like, class, cool. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't make for great podcast content, but it really inflates my ego, which I'm happy about. <laughs> um, But, so I do, I have two things and then I have a complaint.
0: Uh, we'll have oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
1: Do you need to watch the video, man?
0: No, no, I watched it. I watched it. I was opening it so I'd have the the YouTube comments ready and then I then I dropped something on the table. I thought the clatter was oh, Okay. Um
1: So, uh yeah, I have uh, two things uh, and a complaint uh, to bring up. Um a few people brought up the idea of like uh, how the do ocean currents influence your coastlines. Um and I think it's worth worth bringing up that uh if you look at Earth it all seems to like fit too well. Like it's kind of like you know, um, like America is the perfect shape for the gyre that is, um, that borders its uh eastern uh border, for example. Everything it works really well, like as if it was designed. Some might say, uh, and that's because obviously everything interacts. So what I think is a really cool idea is to map out. I have your map. Map out these ocean currents, and then if if some of your the geyers you create seem not very gyrey and kind of boxy or an odd sort of shape. Edit, use them to then like edit the land masses to like shape them with the oceans, if you know what I mean. So you get these like nice curving uh, features that follow the sort of ocean currents. And it looks like then that your land masses have been in part forged by the currents as opposed to you had a map and you drew some lines around the land masses. Does that make sense?
0: kind of yeah <laughs> kind
1: of i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> like well, i don't i don't understand the the initial thing about like that the, that they look too neat like of course they're going to look neat because they the course of the current has to follow the where the water is it can't go through land so of course they're going to fit together
1: uh rather that like you don't have like a you know a, a boxy Content. like you don't have square landmasses. they're all four like they're all carved by the sea whereas on a fantasy map you could easily have a situation where you come up with a thing and you have a real like i don't know boxy looking landmass and it's really easy then to just you know draw your currents around that and everything's fine but what i advocate for is you pause for a second and be all like well hang on now surely this this circular gyre system would then carve sweeping sweeping arcs into your land masses and making them less boxy and more um, curved, you know? Making it look like everything fits really, really nicely. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, just like, if you start off with a bad map, it's going to look bad the more stuff you add to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, or to frame another way, you can, you can uh, use the currents to edit a bad map and it will become slowly better.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's that's a more positive spin. That's true.
1: <laughs> uh, so that's one. Uh, the other one, again, a couple of people brought up was uh, why didn't you talk about um, a thing called the thermohaline circulation or uh, the global ocean conveyor belt? Have you heard about this
0: at all? I'm not sure. It vaguely the, the words you're saying sound familiar.
1: <laughs> so uh, the, the ocean uh, is ba- all the oceans on on the planet are connected, right? And they're connected by this kind of giant loop, uh, a sort of like, a, basically a current that kind of goes to the deep sea and up and down. And it connects so, all sorry, the... Say that again. What What's connected? All the oceans, uh, all the oceans of the world.
0: Are connected by a giant loop?
1: By a giant loop that kind of goes into the depths of the ocean and up top. And it, it circulates water throughout all the uh, all the oceans of the planet. Yeah.
0: Cool. And that's yeah. separate to this, like, surface thing we're talking
1: about. It, it's no, it's not, it's not separate. Rather, it is the mechanism by which, it is a mechanism, it is a mechanism that influences the surface currents. But there is, there is a difference between surface currents and yeah. these, this kind of, like, deep underlying circulation that's going on. Yeah? Cool. Yeah. Now, um, some... If, you, if this were science, you would say that you must understand this uh, global ocean circulation to be able to say anything about uh, surface currents. Even though surface currents are wind-driven, it's everything's tied up. But in terms of fantasy maps, it is completely pointless to try and map out a thermohaline uh, loop or a global ocean conveyor belt uh, because what determines the shape of it and the route it takes is is basically uh, the seafloor and seafloor to, topography and what what, what uh, shapes are down there. And unless you want to map out your seafloor and then study how uh, deep water would go around these underwater landforms, you, it, it's kind of arbitrary where you place that loop. So okay. there's, there's no point even talking about it. So I, I advocated for just Forgetting about it and just dealing with surface currents, you get like ninety nine percent of the realism for like zero for like ten percent of the work. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, and any of the any of the tutorials, if anyone's looked into this um, online, you'll see various ocean tutorials, and all of them begin with, "Oh yeah, there's a thing called the global ocean conveyor belt. It's basically a big loop. So just draw a big loop through all your oceans, and that's good. And that's all huh? you can say about it, because again, without the knowing what the ocean floor is you can't say anything about it. And I find it really unsatisfactory to just be like, I'll just draw a line here without any sort right. of reason for doing so. Do you know? So that's why I didn't talk about it. I'm to yeah.
0: Google image search that right now.
1: You do. And then as a little thought of experiment, because uh, again, loads of people think like, oh, it's obvious that it would be this. If you look at the actual loop that the earth has, it's really not obvious that the earth would form that loop. And particularly where it ducks down into deep ocean and where it comes back up. Um, you can't just look at a map and simply draw a loop and then say that that is plausible
0: no absolutely not
1: yeah it's crazy looking thing isn't it pretty cool it is pretty cool and again something that Makes is just a good roller coaster it would make, it will make a great roller coaster <laughs> um but uh, oh, there actually and there was another comment Uh. Uh, that kind of made me wish that I talked about slightly. It was someone was like, "How would uh these ocean currents influence like underwater societies?" And I kind of mm. felt like saying, "Uh, the thermohaline thermohaline circulation would would influence them because that would be kind of like their mega highway." But again, trying to map that with any degree of confidence, just it's it's not going to happen.
0: Thermohaline circulation is the same thing as the conveyor belt.
1: That's yeah. That's why I was using both of them yeah? Yeah. just in case yeah. people working with different nomenclature, or at least that's that's what I've read. Um Last thing, again, really quickly, because there's not much top of this video. Uh, it it kind of went down fairly well. Is I have, and I, I, I'm conflicted about whether or not I should bring this up, but I I kind of want to rant a little bit, and I will cut this if you deem it to be inappropriate. Bill, okay.
0: Yeah. But that was a very, was a strange, yep. I was, um, I was yawning and stretching.
1: But I uh, I got my post, the post of this video taken down on the world building subreddit last night. And huh. it kind of infuriated me. And I'm a little bit like, oh. Uh, so I posted and then a mod uh, messaged me and was like, hey, we've had to remove this um, uh, because you have violated our rules. And let me get up those rules so I know what I'm talking about, hold on. Yeah, so you violated one of our rules. And in particular, the rule was uh, repost articles and or resources not specifically related to world building need added context, usually uh, a comment. This context should explain how the resource is relevant or useful to world building. This includes your own world building examples or thoughts. This could include your own world building examples or thoughts and should encourage world building specific discussion. And I kind of felt really miffed because I was like, man, what about a video like a tutorial a, a video that is marked in the title tutorial, Ocean Currents, Terrestrial Water World and Tidy Locked Planets, is not specifically related to world building um and doesn't inspire world building conversation. And I was kind of like, man, world building subreddit, so you're killing me here. Like I love you guys, and I totally get why this rule is here to stop people spamming their work and just saying nothing about it. But surely, mm-hmm. if a thing is marked as a tutorial, everyone understands that it's a it's a video instructing them how to construct a certain part of your world. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it kind of it rubbed me up the wrong way, and I don't want to be like like mean about it or whatever. But uh, and I probably will repost with just something in uh, for context. But I kind of felt like this is this is unnecessary. It's like I don't know, giving someone a a academic tech textbook and then them saying. I don't know what to do with this. I need context. And you having to write a little thing being all like, this is a book that would help you get better at the thing the book says. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing with this video. And it's just, I was just like really frustrated. It's very frustrated. So I just had to had to rant, Bill. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's
0: fine. Um, yeah. So th- what, what do you think? Fair? Not fair? Um, I don't know how they mod there. Um, I don't post there that often. I've had to I've had to add stuff for context before stuff that I've posted. Um to no I think it was to stop it from being removed or maybe it was to get it unremoved. Um huh. that was a while ago. Um Yeah, I don't know it, it seems it seems to me I see what you're saying it seems to me like it would be pretty clear why it is world building relevant, but maybe just there's a blanket rule that everyone needs to have a comment Maybe it's, it's a new blanket rule or something.
1: Yeah, and that, this is one of the reasons why I didn't, like, I didn't message the mods because uh, I, I didn't want to, you know. Uh,
0: and it says do not reply by comment or personal PMs to moderators, so.
1: Yeah, but they do also give you a link uh, to okay. say if, if you were going to, what's it say here, hold on. Um, yeah, uh, questions or concerns, you can mod mail us here. Oh, okay. So they do give you an outlet to, to write to them and like to dispute it or whatever. But I, I didn't want to dispute it because like, like I said, I think you just put in a comment and it'll be fine. Um, and I and I do get the utility of it because again, there was a period like maybe a year ago or so where people were just putting their own work, like a picture of something from their world and just putting it there without anything. And then, you know, yeah. and then people are like, that's a wonderful picture, but like what's going on here? Um. So if it is if it is a blanket rule, uh, that's fine. Uh, it's just the wording of it like rubbed me up the wrong way because I was like I, I I agree entirely with with this rule, but I also disagree strongly that I've broken this rule because of course it's world building. Like my whole channel is world. It's the only thing I do. I do nothing else. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, just I just wanted to to rant. Uh, thanks for listening, man. Not at all. Okay. Uh, now will we Will we crack into some uh, some green room? Unless you have something to add about the video or anything that you want me to clarify.
0: I there is something I'd like you to clarify.
1: Okay. What you got what, for me?
0: What on earth was that thing about the the spaceship shaped uh, <laughs> ocean? What? What do you mean, what? What was that about? That like that made no sense to me whatsoever.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, in order for it to to make full uh, sense, uh, you should read the, the the link in the description, which links to the paper which I got that from. Um, but models have shown, and again, you can read the paper, uh, that if you set up a, a tidally locked water world uh, and like just let it go in your simulation, uh, what will happen is you have this, you have literally this spaceship-sized ocean where you have these two gyres at the top uh, and then a big uh eastward flow that flows into uh the night side and you have uh ice on the day side encasing this and then ice on the night side as well like that's uh that's the form that it took in the models fairly reliably as well um why that's the case i don't know i'm not a physicist uh but yeah that's that's what um what they found that's mental I mean it is a bit, yeah. Uh but yeah, that's 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 what it is, at least according to this, this one paper. And this one paper was cross sighted um numerous times, so I felt like it wasn't just, you know, the ramblings of some crazy person. Um it was a thing that that cropped up an awful lot. So that's yeah, that's what it is, man. Uh, but specifically it's if it's a water world. Again, uh, I said in
0: the video that well, if you what if, do you mean what does that mean by a water world now so like it's entirely covered in water
1: yeah so the initial conditions of the model are that it's is entirely covered in a uniform layer of not sorry it's entirely covered in water and that the uh, the ocean floor is uniform which right. has has a bearing on how things go so one could say that uh, it is perhaps overly simplified and maybe if we were to actually find these things in nature it would be a bit a bit different but yeah. that's what we've got to that's what i've got to go on which is that thing so yeah a uniform layer of water and then you lock that to a star and you set the thing going and you see what happens and the day and night side freezes but you get this spaceship looking ocean uh that transverses traverses like, uh, both sides the
0: rest of it is ice but there's this like spaceship spaceship shaped area of liquid surface liquid yes okay
1: Oh, yeah. was that was that unclear in the video that everything was ice? Yes. Oh sh. Okay. That sorry. That yes. Yeah, sorry. that Hold on.
0: I'm I'm go- I'm going to watch it again because maybe it's me. Hold on. I'm going to play it here now. Um, it will be out loud. You might want to cut this. <laughs> okay, we'll do.
1: Not the actual continents. If we were to tidily, lock our water world, we'd end up with a sort of spaceship-looking
0: ocean encased in ice with two big guys. Oh. Once we
1: introduce continents, the same rules from earlier apply. Split the flow when a continental... Yeah, road. when you
0: said encased in ice, I thought it meant like that it would be under ice. Oh. And then I was really confused about what... Then I was just... Got, I got distracted and confused about why it was spaceship-shaped. And there okay. was no further context. <laughs> so,
1: assuming that I cut, uh, cut that part for the listeners, uh, I said in uh, that the ocean was encased in ice... Uh, in the video and uh, as bill just said there um he you were confused because in case the ice meant that it was covered in ice whereas i meant kind of like ice wraps entirely around it surrounded by ice Sur- surrounded by ice would have been better wording thanks bill <laughs> uh, but does but does
0: that make sense um i yeah. think so and it does it stay liquid underneath that surface ice elsewhere uh I and w- what determines I suppose it it's the direction it flows and de- depends on the yes. the rotation of the planet yeah obviously yeah,
1: yeah exactly um so the, just like everything else the directions will flip if you change the rotation uh, and yeah. do, does it stay liquid on the other side uh my gut is that the sort of the middle of the night side is is so incredibly cold that it just freezes the whole way down yeah that that's what that's what I would think uh I I, I don't know if it would remain liquid underneath the ice on the day side. Uh, I I don't, I don't know. This is not a thing that was mentioned in the paper. That's so,
0: that's bizarre. That like like obviously like the very center of the of the day side there is is liquid, but like so close to the center of the day side is is ice. That's really bizarre.
1: Yeah, it, it was brought up in the paper as well. It was like explicitly mentioned so cool. that. Yes, the ice will creep down. So, uh, the what you usually find is, um, uh, <laughs> the spaceship thing is my way of calling it, but you usually find in the literature a lobster, planets because it looks like <laughs> a little lobster. So, it was, the, they made sure to explain that you don't get a thing called an eyeball earth, which is like liquid dayside side frozen nightside, so it looks like an eyeball you don't get that you get this lobster construction and they explicitly mention it to make clear, make sure everyone knows that you don't get what you expect right uh, i'll leave the link to the paper in the show notes so people can go and read it and you can see various things and for those who are super super interested if you the the parameters of the model were changed on different runs and they produce slightly different results uh, so you can go check it out and, and learn up uh, read up a little bit more about that if you want to go super nerdy on it. Um,
0: but yeah, so does that make sense? I think it does now, thank you.
1: Cool, no problems. All right, uh, anything else or should we do some green room? Please, can let's we do, do the green some room? Let's do some green room. I'm so excited about the green room. Okay, let's stop and save.
0: <laughs>
1: Bill, I cannot tell you how excited I am about this green room. Yeah. I, you can't I, I, I can't I can't put into words How excited I am I have stuff in front of me I'm going to shake in front of the mic I have this And then I have this And then I have these I'm so excited uh, Welcome Bill and everyone else To the first installment Of the Bank of Artifacts here Where we discuss the various items of money That have been sent to me From around the world By the wonderful people Oh no who way listen to the show. We got some We got We got loads I, I say loads We got four. Oh, wow
0: Um Okay. Well, hold Which on. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out my little my little contribution here. Oh, you have a contribution to the Bank of yeah Well, no, like you you gave it to me.
1: Uh, I gave. Oh, you're going to take out the uh, one dollar. The Napoleon Bill dollar. Pauline. The Bill yeah. dollar. <laughs> uh, Okay. So here we go. Um, okay, pick a number between one and three. I have three senders in front of me. Pick a number between one and
0: three. Um. 2.6.
1: 2.6. So we'll round that to three. All right. So um, this contribution comes from uh, Mr. Clockwork Door, um, who kindly uh, donated oh, wow. donated a lot of money, too much money, to be fair, uh, to the Bank of Fire uh, Yeah, he donated uh, 10 sterling and 100 Thai bath, which is epic. Now, the thing I want to bring up here. Um, is Sterling.
0: Sterling has see true parts in it. Did you know this? Uh, well, some of it does. But the thing about Sterling is that there isn't, uh, isn't there not a single central bank? Different banks can issue their own notes.
1: Oh, okay. Hang on. What's so hold on. If I send you this picture, will you, would you have a look at it and see whether or not you've seen it in the wild before? Because this kind of fried my brain when I seen it. It was like, it has, it has holes in it. And it's really bizarre.
0: Yeah, I've seen that before. I think just re- that's just a yeah, it's just a regular Bank of England one.
1: I had no idea that there were see true parts in the note, and that fried my brain. It's class-looking.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. It's all right. Uh,
1: links to there will be pictures in the show notes to all of all of these notes. So that's the ten sterling note, and then I will draw a picture of the hundred bath note, the hundred Thai bath note,
0: the hundred Thai bath note. Yes, please.
1: Okay, coming at you. Okay, should be on its way. Oh, cool. So it's really Ooh. cool. Really, really cool. Uh, now, I am extremely grateful to Mr. Clockwork Door. And anyone who's in Ireland, uh, please patronize the Clockwork Door. Uh, links in the show notes. Uh, seriously, he's really, really cool for doing cool. this. But I I will say, uh, if, if people do want to send me notes, please don't send me large denominations. Like, I feel really guilty people giving me large amounts of money. Um, try and send me the smallest note that you can. Um, i don't know what a, what 100 thai baht is but i know well, at least i assume that there is a smaller english sterling note um so yeah don't don't, don't send huge denominations cuz i feel i feel bad but there you go that that came from mr clockwork door
0: yeah that's very cool hold on i'm going to i'm going to convert the the thai baht what we uh what we convert it into i think we're going to have to do euro for us and we're going to have to do dollars for like everyone else <laughs> 100 thai baht is you is equivalent to cookie management? No, that's not what I'm looking for. Go away. It's
1: equivalent to cookie management.
0: <laughs> sorry, that's just what came up on this on the on the screen. Oh for God's sake! It's it's two point six seven euro. No, and sorry, two point six four euro. Two
1: point six four euros. So that's going to be like uh maybe three dollars.
0: Let's find out.
1: So because dollar amount is more, I think it's about three dollars.
0: Oh, very good. Three dollars point zero one zero nine seven.
1: Cool. So three dollars. Uh, that's yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and
0: in sterling, it's two
1: point three. Two point three. That's a hundred Thai baht in sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So there you go. So that was from from Mr. Clockwork Door. Thank you, Mr. Clockwork Door. Uh. Again, links in the show notes. Um. Now, pick a number between one and two, Bill. Between one and two. Oh, I see. I know what you're doing here. You've heard the word between. You're like, well, it has to be decimal point. Oh. No, it doesn't. One. Pick an integer between one and two. Pick an one. integer from the set, including one and two. Okay, so number one. Uh this comes uh via a Sirin uh from Germany. I won't be any more specific than that on air. Um and it this, comes from what? Sorry? It comes from a Zuren from Germany. Oh and uh this person has uh, written us a typewritten note like on a typewriter writer.
0: Oh wow, cool.
1: With bits of handwriting in this uh so uh, yeah, so this this person sent a a five sum bill from wait for it Kyrgyzstan. Nice. <laughs> Which is insane. So let me take a picture and let me send it to you. Uh okay, so I just sent it to you there. Okay. So it is a five sum mm-hmm. bill, uh, from Kyrgyzstan. And wait till you hear the backstory, man. Uh, my mother brought it when she was accompanied on a geoscientific expedition around eight years ago. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, so I need. I am so appreciative of this, and I'm so happy. But I do again need to implore people, uh, along with not sending me large denominations. Please don't send me uh, items that have like uh, importance to your family. I feel like I've I've taken a bit of the Zuren family history here and I've, I've hoarded it for myself. Uh, But I, I seriously, seriously uh, appreciate this. It's amazing. And th- th- the actual note is like, it's weathered with time. So like, it, it, you, I, I hold it and I'm kind of like, this was used by like, I know who used this. This was Zurin's mother. Like, oh, it's, just, it's so interesting. Um, Zurin goes on to talk lots about typewriters, uh, specifically uh, an AX110, which is great. I don't know anything about typewriters. Um, he also asks whether or not we play card games. Uh, is there any card games that we like? He says, uh, Bader Mash Crinkle Dash was the best five minutes of his life. Um, <laughs> and he also implores us never ever to get too mainstream. And for the last point there, uh, I can assure you we'll never get mainstream because this is not a mainstream <laughs> topic. And also one last thing about the note is, uh, Zürin, being from Germany and wrote a little bit in German. Um, at the end, but if any German listeners want to send me stuff, uh, feel free to write it totally in German. I can read German perfectly. Uh, I have trouble, uh, speaking German fluently, but um, feel free to write in your native language. Uh, it's it's not a problem for me at all. You don't need to, uh, worry about writing in English. Um, oh, so yeah. That's nice. Massive thanks to Seren. a massive, massive, massive thanks to Sirin and his that's, five cool, yeah. five song bill from Kyrgyzstan. Do you want to do some I conversions will do- there?
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, worth uh six point three cent in Euros. Six point
1: three cent. Wow. Yeah. That's that's mad. And what's uh, so what's that? That's gonna be in dollars, it's gonna be like eight cents, and was it in sterling will be like five?
0: About that, yeah. Yeah,
1: something of that order. That's that's madness. All right, so that's I like wonder
0: it. sorry, go on. I wonder who that is on the on the five sum note. Let's see here. Does does it say can I find out on
1: and bear bear in mind it was from 8 years ago so it may even be a note that's no longer in circulation
0: oh yeah no it's, it's from the 1994
1: series see like that man that is just class like the fact the, the, the idea that like that has been sent to me is just extraordinary and I'm so I'm so grateful
0: oh it's the, uh, she's the first um, the first great Kyrgyz ballerina
1: oh really yeah oh. her
0: name's Bub- Bubusara uh, I'm oh, sorry, Bubusara <laughs> Bishel Bill butchering
1: the Kyrgyzstan language,
0: or I wonder what to oh, speak. I, can ju- I should just read read the Latin. Uh, Beshenaliyeva. Do you say Uh,
1: in, in Kyrgyzstan, would they speak Russian? Is there a Kyrgyzstan uh, language? Or?
0: They they speak Kyrgyz, I, I guess.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a thing. I think so. Yeah. Okay, uh, I've never never looked into it. Um, another note coming at your way, because I don't need to ask you for your preference. We have one remaining. Uh, and this comes from, let me get a name here so I can uh, I can name check this person.
0: Uh, well, this I comes, recognize some of it anyway.
1: You recognize some of it?
0: Yeah. Some okay. Of, I mean, I, I, I know what country it's from.
1: Oh, the banknote.
0: I think so.
1: Oh, this this new banknote, good because I'm not I'm I'm fairly confident, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, this comes from Lucas, and Lucas is from France, um, <laughs> and he I won't I won't put this in show notes because it's it's a letter to to like me and by extension us. So I'm not going to make a public consumption. But <laughs> he uh, the implication of this letter uh, is that uh, he I think he has depicted you, Bill uh on a horseback uh and using the Artifact scene podcast as a means of uh fighting off um communism <laughs> it's a very funny uh, note so I'll send it to you afterwards. It's really cool. Uh so he is I'm assuming Inaccurate. It's inaccurate but you don't own a horse.
0: I wouldn't be fighting off communism really would I?
1: Well that's fair. Uh, that is fair, but I'll send you the note, and you can make a judgment call exactly what what you think about it. Um, and so, I'm assuming this is uh, the note I've just sent you is a Chinese note, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lucas has sent a Chinese one, oh, is it yuan? Is it? Did they use yuan? Is that the currency? Uh, I think it's the currency. I think so. One one yuan note, uh, and I believe I believe is that Mao on on the on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah um so yeah i'm I'm
0: saying here it's called renminbi they use a a y symbol for it but hold on use of the currency hectically googling and or yeah wikipediaing
1: i mean you don't need to hectically do it i can edit it's fine
0: (laughs) yeah so the renminbi is the is the the official currency the yuan is the basic unit of the renminbi, but it's also used to refer to the Chinese currency generally.
1: Oh, so oh, the,
0: the distinction between renminbi and yuan is similar to the distinction between sterling and pound. Oh, uh, so, okay, okay. So the renminbi is the currency in general, and the yuan is the unit. Okay, so it's it's a, yuan yuan note.
1: It's a one yuan note. So one yuan note. So we got some conversions going on there.
0: Uh, we do not. What what? Yet.
1: What? what yes. <laughs> wow. I'm getting 0.14 US dollars.
0: Uh, and I'm getting 12 cent. 12.6 cent.
1: 12.6 cent. So that's uh like 10, 10 cent. Yeah, 14 cent US dollars, 12, 12 and change. Uh, Euro and so about maybe 10 starting then. Um, roughly. So yeah, so that's all the things I've received. 11 pence. Uh, I, I also want to give uh, give give a shout out to uh, the captain's father who gave uh, me some uh, Norwegian money. Unfortunately, it's coins and like we established in the last show, we're going for I'm going for a notes collection. Uh, but I do I do uh, hold I do, I do possess some krona now, which is interesting. Um Cool. So yeah, those are the things that received. So uh, again, uh, we have Lucas from France who sent Chinese yuan. Uh, yuan. Uh, we and thank you very much. We had Seren uh, from Germany who sent the Kyrgyzstani money, and we had Mister Clockwork Door of Clockwork Door fame who sent the uh, the Thai bat and the sterling. Uh thank you. So much. I'm so happy about this. No, I, I want to uh, request, a further request on this. I now have at least one bill from all the continents, excluding, and I know someone's going to be like, depends on how you define continent. I know, I know, it, it's okay. Uh, but uh, excluding Oceania, right? Um, If anyone lives in Oceania, uh and then, you know, Australia, New Zealand, the islands and things like that. Uh, if you could send me uh, the lowest denomination bill possible, that would be epic. And I will already have a somewhat complete collection. then. And it's just a matter of uh, filling out the numbers after that. That would be so cool if you could do it. And I, I genuinely really appreciate this because I appreciate that it costs money to ship overseas, uh, even if it's something as light as a note. Um, And I really appreciate it. I really, it's really great. And thanks so much for your letters as well. It is awesome uh, having this and being able to hold these items. It's class.
0: <laughs> um. So you've got, so obviously you've, you've got uh, a bunch of European stuff there. You've got, um, you've got sterling and you natively have euros anyway. I do. Uh, you have uh, two Asian currencies there. You have the yuan and the sum and you have some money from when you went to Korea and Indonesia, right?
1: I don't have any Korean money anymore.
0: You don't have any Korean money.
1: No, and I don't have any, okay. any Indonesian money either. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I know. I I only started this like two months ago. It's unfortunate. Uh, I have the Moroccan uh, Durham. Yeah. Uh, I'm about I'm about to go back to the states, so I'm going to get some dollar uh, dollars. I have yeah. that. Um. Oh, I won't have anything. Uh, you're going to Brazil next year.
0: I'm, um, I'm going to Argentina and Brazil. Yeah.
1: So if you want to pick me up some uh, local currency, that would complete South America for me. That would be awesome.
0: Hmm. Maybe
1: uh, that would be great, Bill. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, by and I have nothing from nothing from Oceania. Okay. So yeah, uh, this is great. I love it. Thank you so much. Please, please, please do uh send me more stuff. And do you know what? Like even if you don't want to send me money or whatever, um, like just send notes in the mail. Like it's 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 a joy getting them. It's really cool. And it's it's class like uh opening up the post box and being all like, oh my god, it's an address pal thing. That means it's an artifactsy artifactsy related thing and it's just
0: it's so much fun. Um yeah, that that's it's it's such a joy to, to get stuff and by physical post these days. So so yeah. rare totally totally um we never answered uh Soren's question though about card games oh card games yes do, uh, do I pass it off to you um i i don't game as much as i would like uh, in in any medium or any mode any modality um i have played card games i've enjoyed in the past uh, citadels is quite fun um did you play that in, in York with me one time, Edgar?
1: Oh uh, hang on now. Uh, how are we defining card game here? Like I, I know a card game is any game played with cards, but are we going with the traditional like fifty two card deck game or are
0: we Oh no, I I was assuming like any kind of card game, like including trading card games and
1: Oh, okay. Well I I think we should delineate. I think it should be two categories, one of standard card games and one of like trading card games. Yeah? Okay. So do you play any standard cards, tar- card games?
0: Uh, almost never, no. Um, We used to play a lot of Kaluki when when we were in college. Do you remember that? I
1: do remember. That. It
0: brings back fond
1: memories. That was um, a great, that's
0: a really good game.
1: I, I, I believe, uh, okay, for people who are card game enthusiasts, Kaluki, I, I don't know if that's a known term. It could be a, a localism. I believe Kaluki was a variant on Gin Rummy. Um, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, just for anyone who who needs that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, there, was that the only one? Like, you don't play any, um, other, any other ones?
0: I, I never really got into poker. Um, uh, that's it, really, yeah.
1: Okay. And then, in, so in terms of non-standard card games, you mentioned Citadels. I don't know Citadels.
0: I thought we we played that. Um, that's quite fun. It's quite simple. Um uh, like like there's there's not that many cards, but it's very kind of tactical. Okay. Um, what else? I never I never got into like any other kind of like big games, Magic or the there was a Song of Ice and Fire card game a while ago that was meant to be very very good. Oh, I, I don't know if it still exists. Interesting. Um, never got into the Pokemon card games. Never got into Pokemon generally. Uh, so you no, know, that that would be it really. I'm not not a not a huge card games guy. So, I, I uh, for me, um, I don't really... I know... Uh, I,
1: I would say I know a lot of standard card games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> including... Tw- did you ever play 25s, man? Does that thing... that
0: 25s, tw- no. All right, so
1: 25 is a very Irish card game. And it is, like... It is just bonkers like it completely breaks the rules of what the deck is uh like one of the things and it's it's, yeah the mechanics are weird but like one of the things is the five of spades is the most powerful card uh in 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 the deck and there's loads of weird rules and anytime i've tried to show 25s to anyone who uh doesn't at least vaguely know it, they're always like what you're making this crap up like what is this um there's that game there's a whole lot of other ones uh but poker, I really liked playing poker back in the day. Uh I used were really
0: into it when you were in college.
1: Yeah. And I used to uh, gamble always. I hate the word gamble because it seems like you're throwing your money away, but it was more like you know, it was entertainment for me, you know. Um mm-hmm. so I used to do it online and I gambled. I played one tournament in a casino uh in a town in a city in a town called Sligo, and then I used to go to another casino as well. So I kinda of played semi semi serious, I suppose. Um I really enjoyed it um in terms of non-standard card games, Magic the Gathering uh I've recently started uh it again I think I spoke about this on the on the last show um and the captain seems fairly okay with playing magic with me so i'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, keep building on the collection somewhat um Pokemon the little bit I played a Pokemon, the mechanics seemed crap and I wasn't interested in it um outside of that. Not really I believe there's a Settlers uh, Settlers of Catan card game um, That's meant to be very good I think it's Settlers for two Like how to play with two people It's a card game um, okay. But yeah So it's poker Poker and Magic Gathering Are kind of my Card game vices, So to speak Cool Cool um, Bullshit We forgot bullshit Bullshit Yeah Oh <laughs> uh, what is So what's bullshit That's like Oh, oh bullshit be a go, f- go fish variant bullshit is I have no bullshit. idea okay hang on see again because everyone always there's no kind of like one universal term for all these games um, yeah Google's telling me uh, it's also called I doubt
0: it um,
1: <coughs> it's also called cheat apparently um, okay yeah so yeah so like there's a whole load of name. I'll leave a link in the show notes of these things uh, but yeah bullshit was good um, yeah, I think the main problem with, um, with standard card games for me is the fact that it's non, it's non-expandable. Like the cool thing with magic is you can buy more sets and, you know, there's an extra added element, like an extra added world building element. And sometimes even a conlang element beyond just these are cards, you know? Um, yeah. So cards are really only like, are we bored? Should we play a five minute game? Whereas yeah, the trading cards have taken on a larger role for me.
0: I, I like the I I like the, the limited nature of the standard deck games.
1: Yeah, there there is a part it's, of me it's
0: ma- c- it's complete. It's it's together, it's it's complete, it's a unit.
1: Every time there's a new set of Magic the Gathering, I'm always kinda like, if I price up all these cards, how much would it cost me to buy them all so I can complete this set? And I'm always really disappointed, I'm like, I can't do that. So you you have to I don't know why my brain is okay with not being the completionist with Magic the Gathering um but it but it is whereas yeah like a standard set it's 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 complete it is a closed set um it is bounded uh yeah anyway so i hope that answers your questions erin um do you have anything else to add bill or uh will we will we call it will we call it there uh
0: no i have i have nothing to add in the green room
1: cool all right so uh as always uh thank you so much listeners for listening uh, thanks to the patrons. Uh the patrons for uh supporting the show. Uh Bill, thanks for talking to me. Um My pleasure. And I will see everyone. Uh we will see everyone next month, yeah?
0: See you very soon. Edgar, Edgar. F.